You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. So your time was spent, and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity, because that's what makes great things great, is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity, you have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition. Jay Barker show here live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. Matt Coulter. We got Tony Curry in the house. Tony Curry Radio Network. And uh, always great to have Tony in with us. Looking forward to that. Uh, Also, Lars got the day off. I think he's still uh, recovering from the election. No, I'm just kidding. He's actually uh, out of town and uh, hopefully going to be joining us (laughs) tomorrow. So uh, we'll see uh, how Lars is doing, how he's handling everything. But uh, we're presented by Top Golf at Birmingham. Go ahead. (laughs) I can't wait to tell him you said that. (laughs) <laughs> Top golf at Birmingham. What's Get out today. You'll love it with uh, your coworkers, family, and friends. We call it the bowling of this generation. That's Top Golf at Birmingham. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. All right, guys, what's happening on this Thursday? Still too hot for me. I want us to continue to cool down a little bit. It's going to be what in the fifties. It, uh, it's going to be fifties on uh, Saturday, so you're going to get your wish. So I, uh, I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, "So you're saying I have a chance?" Uh, after this weekend, after this weekend, Alabama is going to start thinking that perhaps they can win the West. 
because LSU is going to lose to Arkansas on Saturday. I think that's going to happen. And, uh, and then they're going to have that final game of the year after, of course, UAB tries to get them to maybe trip up uh, UAB in the first half kind of thing because they'll be looking ahead to the last game of the year, and that being, of course, A&M for them, which is also on the road. A&M's going to get beat by Auburn this weekend. Uh, and LSU's got to lose those last two SEC games. Think I'm crazy? Yeah, you, you, you watch what that line is. If LSU yeah. loses this weekend, you watch what that line is coming up against A&M in the final game. Of the I game. have not given up hope, Tony. To I told him, I said, look, you know, you still got two games. I saw what was it 2011 mm-hmm. when Baylor goes down there late in the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, our, the, you know, the yeah. chances are so slim, but still there's a chance. There's a shot. So you, you got to, Alabama's got to take care of business against Ole Miss. They got to take care of business against Austin P. And then uh, the Auburn Tigers, who right now has a lot of um, emotional hype behind them with Cadillac Williams doing a great job as far as really getting the team to play harder. Matt, than they've they played this year. Well, first thing you guys have got to realize is Alabama has to play Ole Miss. Yeah. And I don't think that's an easy task. Uh, and by the way, are you two guys still holding on to your lottery tickets in hopes of winning that too? Uh, I'm 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 worried about this old Miss game. I got to tell you because uh, who was the coach that said Dennis Green? We are who we thought we were, uh, or they are who they thought we were. I'm I'm just telling you. Um, if you're waiting for that light switch to go on for Alabama, it's off. It's not going back on again. And yeah, they're going to be fighting for their life against Ole Miss on the road, obviously because. Lane Kiffin is there. Is he going to be the new head coach of the Auburn Tigers? He's playing for everything he's got right now. Uh, that would be a wonderful time for Lane Kiffin to kick a man while he's down, and that being the Alabama Crimson Tide football program. So I, I cannot believe that line's 11.5. I just, that, that, that's a smelly fish to me, and that would mean that I'd be taking Alabama minus the 11.5. I can't pull the trigger on it. I just, I just can't. And, and we've seen this Ole Miss squad. They get out of the box super quick. It seems like they've been up 14 nothing in every game this year. And then, of course, we saw mm-hmm. that OSU handled that. Who leads um, the SEC in rushing? Yeah, I know, right? Ole Miss. Miss. Yep. Who's the best team in the SEC against the rush? Yeah. It's actually Tennessee, but Alabama is six yards behind them. Yes. So, I mean. So, they'd be number two. So, what? What did you say? <laughs> they would be number two. They would be second is what I'm saying. Number nine? No, I, you know, we, we go through this, and Jay and I did a show for 15 years together. Uh, we always do, do this in, in weeks 9, 10, and 11 where we start trying to figure out how things are, and it never ends up the way we think it is. Uh, that's why TCU was in the CFP, the yeah. college football playoff. And, and I told you, I told you on Monday they would be number four. People were like, there's no way they're going to put TCU number four. I said they will because they know they're going to lose to Texas this Saturday. They're going to give them a bone. Here you go, Horn Frogs. Yes, yeah. you deserve to be here. They're going to get beat against Texas. They're a seven-point dog on Saturday, so they're going to go bye-bye. We'll be fun. And then, of course, we got Oregon, who no one even gave Snowball's chance, and you know where, after they got blown after out against Georgia. Georgia. Nobody. They're sitting there sniffing it. LSU, obviously, has got their – and then you got USA, and then, of course, Alabama coming up at the rear. But this has been an amazing year, though. First time I can't uh, – and you may be, maybe you guys got this stat, but I forget how long, but it's been the last time that Alabama – has it been since 2014 when the first one came out that Alabama and Clemson are both outside the top six for the first yes. time together? Yes. That. Eight years, both these teams. I mean, what is going on, man? It's I crazy. heard that last night on the SEC Network. Mm-hmm. I, I work for them, but uh, you work for the SEC uh, now. I'm available if they. Uh, yeah, me too. But, uh, anyway, yes, you mother- know, I, I understand where you guys are coming from. It is, it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all hope that happens. I just, I just think that uh, I'm not saying a, it will. It is a, it's more than a hail mary. It's great. It's great radio. It really is, because it really doesn't matter, because if Alabama loses this weekend to Ole Miss, and by the way, they were favored by 14 against LSU and got beat straight up, uh, if they don't win that football game, it doesn't matter. Uh, and and I, again, uh, I, I think they probably will, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than 11 and a half. That's what just if, me. 
And then they, there's always that Alabama-Auburn game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and, and I think, too, Tony, I brought this, this up uh, yesterday that, you know, if, if Lane Kiffin was to win this game at Ole Miss against Alabama and against Nick Saban finally getting over that hump for him, got close to it in uh, Tuscaloosa before he coached with him uh, with uh, Tennessee. But he, if you got that win and then ends up being the head coach at Auburn, I mean, how much momentum that would bring for him coming into the state, knowing that he had just beaten uh, Nick Saban for the first time, now just now across the state from him, um, which is probably about the same distance to Ole Miss almost uh, as it is to Auburn. But, you know, you, you look at the uh, just all the, the, the things that could play out with that, you know, and, and, and kind of the – the excitement that would give the Auburn fan base hiring a guy that has, you know, coming in has finally beaten coach Saban and now, uh, you know, representing the Auburn Tigers. I think it could be some interesting storylines. What would be crazy is obviously the next head coach at Auburn will have beaten Nick Saban, whether it's Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin, even get it done this weekend. And, and Hugh Freeze is one of only three coaches to knock him off back-to-back years when he was old. I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to be the coach. I mean, I, I may be dead wrong, but I've, I've said it since – the beginning, I, I just wasn't buying into that. And I know Terry Henley was very adamant on his part as well about that. Even even though I, I get it from your guys' standpoint as far as the fit that he would be there and, and kind of running the same style of offense that we saw with Gus Malzahn and up-tempo. And he did have success against Saban when he was at Ole Miss, you just brought up. But um, I don't. I, I still feel like there's too much out there about him. But, you know, they did it with Bruce Pearl, so they, they've kind of gotten through that hump. And I think it's going to depend on the other guys in front of him maybe that – decide to, to turn it down and you're not you're not going to hear from Lane Kiffin for a while until they're definitely out of the playoffs. I think he's going to wait till that to make sure that he's not going to do anything to hurt his team's chances of getting there and that starts this weekend. I'm giving you Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze or the field as the next Auburn head, fo- head football coach. Who are you taking? Well, right now I'm taking Lane Kiffin and I'm basing that 100% on what Terry Henley told us last week and he just said that's the guy that they need to get, that's the guy that we want to get and they'll lay down 12 million dollars. In front of him, and Kiffin has a Lego. But Lane Kiffin like is to make going, some money. Lane Kiffin is going to do it Lane Kiffin's way, and I don't know if Auburn is ready for that. Well, I, I from what I read from Cohen, he's taken over, and the president has given him the reins. So okay, but you know what? I've heard that before. I have too. When's the last? What's the? I think Pat Dye's the last coach that actually had one hundred percent commitment. Totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. you, you I mean, and it, it goes for their basketball programs. Now, they made a they, when they got Bruce Pearl, I was super surprised because the the Lebos of the world, they always brought these guys in who they wanted to control, but they wanted them to be super successful. And you can't have it both ways. You have to allow them to have total autonomy in the program in order to be successful at Auburn. And 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 Lane Kiffin will go into that program and say, "Listen, you're doing it my way. I'm not going to be, you know, uh, doing coaches shows seven days a week. I'm not going to be out shaking hands on street corners. That's the that's not the way I'd, Hugh Freeze would, but Lane Kiffin wouldn't. I'm not going to be performing that way, and this is the way I'm going to get it done. He's going to bring in great recruits, and so I'm not saying it wouldn't and be a great hire. He'll spend Friday afternoons at 1716. Mm-hmm. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> <laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all ever been there? Mm-mm. It's kind of hard to walk in there when if you were an Alabama fan back in 72. Big score over it. It's a bar. Oh, I got you. And yeah, I was, was just right born. I guess it's still. I was well. Where else would you be with a bar, Jay? Uh, <laughs> Jay may have been conceived there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I doubt uh, it, but that's right. Uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm. I'm very, very certain of that. Jay, uh, are are you on the Lane train? I like Lane. I, I do. I mean, I, everybody I've I've heard from or talked to about it that, and some are very close to it. Some are close to the agent. 
and his name keeps popping up. And, and I tell you, Bill O'Brien's keeps popping up at Georgia Tech as well. And, um, you know, they, they've got a, a new AD that has Alabama ties and Jay Bat uh, that was at Alabama. Uh, he's now the new AD at uh, Georgia Tech. So uh, I've heard a lot of, a uh, lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, I guess commotion about Bill O'Brien and, and Deion Sanders' name has been mentioned for that Georgia Tech job as well uh, because of him being uh, playing in Atlanta and, you know, being a part of that community for so long. And, uh, but, you know, really, if you look at Bill O'Brien, he has a lot of ties to Georgia Tech. Uh, he grew up in that area, I think, for a period of time in his life. He actually coached there um, under O'Leary, I think it was, at the time. And um, I think he was there actually when they won the national championship. So uh, he, he has a lot of ties back to Georgia Tech. So O'Leary. we'll see how it, – it, I tell you, it's going to be an unbelievable offseason. And probably in the next couple, three weeks, we're going to start hearing you know, a lot more from uh, these schools like Nebraska and, uh, and, and Auburn and other – uh, teams that are either going to be letting their coaches go or beginning to look to hire new coaches who've already uh, midway through the season or earlier in the season, as Nebraska did, let go, let go of their head coach and uh, looking for somebody different. You know what's fun is when you turn the TV on and you see a coach and you don't know where he's been. Like the first time I saw Gus Malzahn at UCF, I was like, oh, that's where he ended up. Yeah. I'm watching the Chippewas last night, and there is the naked shark hugger, Jim McElwain. I, didn't re- I did not realize that Jim McElwain was at the Chippewas. And they win the big ball game last night. They went 31-27. And, and there he is with his smile on his face. And what a weird, strange situation he had down in Florida. That was one of the weirdest Florida, hires. And then to Colorado State. And I and I and, 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 and I really, he's a, he's I, really be, I believe is because of the shark picture. We talked about it on our show. Yeah, exactly. He did not handle that situation well. And no, it was he didn't. A, it was bizarre. It was really, really strange. God, has that you shark know, picture been that I long still, ago? Goodness gracious. I still yeah. get weirded out when I see uh, Brian Kelly. Dance that dancing thing. Ah, ah, what's wrong with you, sir? Hey, what you hey, told me, Matt? You said you wanted to dance with him. No. <laughs> Not even on your worst Cajun nightmare. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We got Brian Passity coming up, and actually, I need to text him. Tell him we're running behind a little bit. Uh, he's going to join us. We'll talk uh, Alabama Liberty coming up tomorrow night and uh, much more here on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from ABX, hour number one. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. After midnight, becoming windy, the low at 62. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cooler, the high at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Analyst of the Crimson Tide men's basketball and does a terrific job and always with us about once a week during basketball season. Pleasure to have him on again. Brian Passing joining us with a 75-54 win over Longwood, the Lancers, uh, this past uh, Monday night. And uh, they got uh, coming up tomorrow night, Liberty, uh, as well in Coleman Coliseum. But, Brian, first of all, welcome in. And, uh, man, the guys look good. I was there for about the uh, beginning of the game till almost halftime. And uh, I saw you down there doing the uh, color analysts and all that, but uh, kind of give us your first impression of this team in game one. Yeah, it, it was, a, first of all, great to be with you guys. Um, and it was a great, great day. I mean, opening opening night in college basketball, great double header. 
Um, you know, before I get into the to the men, I thought the women looked great. I'm so excited about this year's team. Christy Curry has is, is got something going that I think could be special uh, with two years ago, the NCAA tournament. Last year, they should have made it, just missed it. Um, really, I thought that they were one of the, the, the teams that got a raw deal not making it, but had a run in the NIT. All five starters back. Uh, you had the, the kid out of Spain Park. I, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Sarah Ashley Barker. She's pretty good. <laughs> Um, this team has a chance to be special. They're really fun to watch. And, and the same could be said for the men. I mean, it's going to be a fun year at Coleman Coliseum uh, with, both, with what both the men and women are doing. Uh, and I, I thought uh, it was a great opening game uh, for, for Alabama against Longwood. Didn't shoot it well, turned it over too much. But I love where this team is currently on the defensive end. Um, the effort, the toughness. Um, we know about the talent top three recruiting class in the country. Uh, I think they could be underrated, and they proved that in the win against Longwood. So a lot of talent and, and a lot of things to build on. So it, it was a good night to get things started. Brian, what is uh, the status of Javon Quinterly? Yeah, I think he's ahead of schedule. Um, you know, I don't know when he's going to be fully cleared to play in games. I, I think – Everyone around the program is really pleased with where he is. Um, I would say he's way, way ahead of what uh, the original timeline was, and it's simply because of how hard he's worked. Um, The trainers and team doctors and uh, all that have been involved in his recovery have have done a great job. But if you don't have the total buy-in of the player, and and you absolutely have that, and then some with Javon Quinterly, uh, he's been relentless in his rehab and his work, and I know he can't wait to get back. And having seen him practice a few different times, um, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you this. He looks really good. He looks really good, better than I expected. And I think he's going to come back, uh, and there'll be some rust. He hasn't played a lot of basketball since the injury, um, but he's going to have, I think, a great senior season. And, and with Javon Quinterly, playing at a high level, and I expect him to eventually get back to that level. Uh, he's one of the best point guards in the country, and you add that to the talent that they already have, and it's why so many people around this program are so optimistic. Brian Passick joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network talking some Bama hoops. They've got uh, Liberty coming up uh, 7 o'clock, uh, coming up tomorrow night in their second game of the season. You, you mentioned the Longwood game, and, and obviously you win by 21. You should be pretty happy about that, but they did have 19 turnovers. They only shot 10% from three-point land. I think they were three of 28, so some numbers that are kind of alarming. But, man, 67 rebounds. I mean, every time I looked up, there was an Alabama player's hand on the basketball coming off the boards. It was just absolutely amazing. And, of course, Longwood didn't shoot very well. What, what is your what is your – I know it's one game, but you've obviously followed up with the Crimson Tide. Before the season started, you kind of knew the strengths and the weaknesses. What, what is the biggest glaring weakness on, on this basketball team, despite the fact defensively it looks like it's pretty stout? Yeah, you know, last year the, 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 the issue, I thought, was defense. And, and when you look into the analytics, um, they had really dropped off on that end of the floor as compared to the championship year the year before with Herb Jones and company and John Petty and Alex Reese, those guys were just high level defenders individually and the team as a result, um, just they were locked down and and it's a huge reason why this team was, was ranked in the top five and and had such an incredible season. 
And last year, um, that is, that's where the inconsistencies were. Yes, they didn't shoot the ball well, didn't have as many quality shooters as the year before and as many quality shooters as they do now. Uh, but, but defensively, what the Longwood game showed me and Southern Illinois and just watching them in practice is this team has a chance to be elite on the defensive end. It starts with the interior. Charles Bediaco, the seven-footer, back for his sophomore season, uh, has put on weight. He's stronger. He's more confident. He's a rim protector. You add in Noah Clowney at 6'10", uh, Nick Pringle at 6'9 or 6'10". You got Brandon Miller, uh, who we all know what he can do on the offensive end, but uh, he, he's so athletic at 6'9 around the rim. This team's hard to score on around the basket, and I was very impressed with what they did uh, defensively. And you, you, know, you mentioned those 67 rebounds. I mean, I'm looking at the stat sheet thinking that's a mistake. I mean, that is, that's unbelievable. Uh, they were dominant <laughs> defensively. They were rebound. I mean, and you know, listen, if, if, if you're not going to shoot the ball well and you're going to turn it over, you better do a whole lot of other things well. And Alabama did those things. I think the turnovers right now, I, I wouldn't say they're a concern, um, but they need to be cleaned up. And typically, teams that play the way uh, that Alabama plays, one of the fastest teams in the country, you got a lot of new faces, um, a lot of new faces that are playing key roles. Uh, it, it's not shocking that you're turning it over a little more than you would like. I, I think that area will just get better and better as the year progresses. And shooting the ball, I'm not worried about it. There's too many good shooters on this team. They, they struggled against Longwood, didn't shoot it well against Southern Illinois. But when I look at this roster, They've got a roster full of guys uh, that can knock down threes, and so I think that'll come in time. Brian Passing joining us, uh, color analyst and uh, uh, color analyst for the Crimson Tide Radio Network for the men's basketball. Give us, I guess, your take on Liberty. What do they bring in tonight or tomorrow night? Uh, the women play tonight, actually, down at Tulane. It's 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus, but uh, tomorrow night is Liberty and uh, traveling into Coleman Coliseum. Have you had a chance to watch much of them? Do you know much about them? I know they're really good, and and I'm not I'm not saying that Alabama shouldn't win the game. I mean, you're one of the top teams in the SEC, a top twenty team, and uh, Alabama um, expects to win games like that. But Liberty is really good, and, and Rich McKay has done a great job at Liberty for a long time. Now they're going to play slower, they're more methodical um, than Alabama. They, but what they have is they have one of the best point guards in the country. You um, kind of reminds you of of when Murray State came into Tuscaloosa uh, three or four years ago uh, with a guy named John Morant, who's now one of the top players in the NBA. Um, he, and I'm not saying that, that, that Darius McGee is going to be John Morant, but what I am saying is you have one of the best players in the country that probably most Alabama fans or college basketball fans, for that matter, haven't heard of. And he is going to be a tough challenge for this Alabama defense because he is a future NBA player um, and he's, he's getting all American um, talk around his game. But this is a Liberty team that if you're not ready to play, they're picked to win their conference. Once again, uh, you're going to have some problems if you're not ready to go. And I, I think uh, if, if Alabama is, is dialed in, if they play well, um, hopefully they'll shoot the ball better, take care of the ball better. Um, things will go well, but this is not an easy game against a, another quality opponent in Liberty. I'm just looking at the rebounds again. It's just blowing my mind with the stats. <laughs> Alabama had four players with double-digit rebounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, of the 97 shots missed, they had 67 rebounds. That's just, that's, that's okay. All right. 
that, Tell that me a little is bit a, about that Mark is a Sears. recipe for success. Yeah, Mark Sears. I mean, that's an extra um, possession every board. It's crazy. I mean, it really. Mark Sears, is. tell and, me about and, it. Yeah, he he's one. He was one of the uh, most sought after players in the transfer portal. Um, from Muscle Shoals, wasn't it highly recruited? Didn't get a lot of interest from high major teams, but he did in the transfer portal. Everybody around the country wanted him after what he did at Ohio. Averaged twenty points a game. Uh, one of the best players in their conference, uh, can really shoot it from three. A 44% three-point shooter, led their league at the top of the league in assists and steals. And a lot like Javon Quinterly, he's just hard to, to keep him in front of you um, when on defense. He, he does a great job of getting in, in the lane, creating for himself and teammates. Uh, he's an aggressive defender, and he's just a guy that knows what he's doing. He's got a veteran presence around him. And even though he hasn't played much high major basketball in, in just his first game uh, in an Alabama uniform. Uh, he's he's a guy that I think can be a leader on this team. And when JT gets back, those two coming at you downhill are going to be uh, – other oppo- opposing coaches are going to have nightmares trying to figure out how they defend both of those guys. Uh, but he's, he's a guy, like I talked about, that can really shoot the ball. Hasn't yet um, it, it, it's been shot at it as a high percentage – in the exhibition in the home opener, I think I think sometimes in a in a first game, there's just jitters. You know, you you're, you're excited, you're a little nervous, and I think once this team and all these new guys kind of settle in to what they're doing, I, I think the shooting numbers are going to go up, and I, I believe that will definitely be the case for Mark Sears. Brian, always great to have you on, my man. Thanks for uh, just all that uh, that you uh, do for us and uh, each and every week. Um, also, uh, J- Josh Smith just texted me. Our producer said, ask him about his thoughts on Josh Pierre, uh, the new director of basketball operations. Yeah, you know, I, I just heard that this morning. I know that um, that they're excited about what he brings. Uh, he's been in the SEC for years. There's a connection um, to you know, he's been at Mississippi State. Uh, they these guys know how good he is, and um, and listen, that operations position is one that got a lot of attention nationally. Uh, so he's he's going to to come in and, and hit the ground running, and, and he'll be a huge asset uh, to this Alabama staff, which is is known now nationally as one of the best coaching staffs in America. And uh, looking forward to getting him in, and and uh, and I know he's going to bring a lot to the program. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Have a great week, weekend. Thanks, Brian. All right, y'all too. Thanks for having Thank me, guys. All right, brother. Thank you. Brian Passing, color analyst, Alabama Crimson Tide Men's Basketball, joining us talking about the matchup tomorrow night against Liberty, the Flames, coming into Coleman Coliseum. All right, stay with us. More to come. And uh, on the other side, right here live from ABX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. 
Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we have to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. No secrets anymore. My name's been hanging on the hook outside your door. Just an old. 
welcome back in as we continue live from ABX hour number one. Again, our thanks to Brian Passing talking about the settlement of the basketball team. And, and guys, I don't know if you've had a chance to see Brandon Miller. I watched him in person the other night. You talk about a guy that just looks the part. We, you know, we saw it last year with Auburn uh, in their one and done. And uh, this guy looks to be that he could be that uh, as well for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And they just look so athletic. Uh, they remind me. Nate Oates' teams remind me a lot, uh, Matt and Antonia, of Wimp Sanderson's type of teams that were always long and athletic and just those guys who get up and down the court, very good on defense, rebounding the football. He's kind of built that same mentality and DNA into these type of teams. And there's no doubt, Jay. And again, defense is uh, so crucial in, in college hoops. I mean, defense will keep you in every basketball game, period, no matter how bad you're shooting the, the ball. And we mentioned some of the numbers for Alabama, they shot 10% from three-point. They put the ball 28 times. They had eight different scores, but obviously their shooting percentages are off. They had a ton of turnovers, but, man, they are scrappy on the defensive end of the floor, and as long as you're doing that, you win by 21 points. You tell me you're shooting 10% from three-point land at 20 or 31% or whatever it was from the floor, and you're winning by 21, you're doing something right on the defensive end. You're rebounding. No doubt. I'm, I'm still looking to see <laughs> where, where that rank. Yeah, it's just, it's just an, an incredible number, and – I'm still looking around to see if I can find not only just Alabama's personal team record for rebounds in a game, but then nationally, yeah. all I get is players. Yeah. But uh, anyway. When you get out-rebounded by 29, you're going to lose the basketball game. Uh, yeah, definitely. And if you look at it, in Liberty, the Flames coming in uh, tomorrow night in that game. It's going to be at 8 p.m. in Tuscaloosa, uh, number 19, Alabama. Uh, Liberty, though, uh, versus Regent, I think it was, who they played. On Monday night as well, uh, they won that game 104 to 38. The guys can score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was their opponent again? Yeah. Regent. Run that by me. Regent. So they played a bank. <laughs> not not Regents. That's, that's Regents. They played a bunch of tellers. <laughs> they came in on bicycles too. Um, Green ones. Yeah, I well, like that. We try not to put too much stock in these early ball games because you know. And I, I speak from experience watching UAB put up 111 against Alabama State on Monday night. And listen, I mean, they were favored by 26. They got it done. But um, let's wait till conference play goes. But this will be a nice little test for Alabama, find out where they're at. And, again, it's early in the season. It ebbs and flows. But Nate Oates has got himself a good team. It's the first time, though, quite frankly, where I looked up and down the roster. I don't know a lot of guys, which is kind of refreshing for me because normally you see a bunch of guys, you recognize their names, and the fact that eight different guys, I think their leading score only had 14 points. That tells you that they're distributing the ball. They had a ton of assists. Uh, it's more and of a thirteen team. rebounds. And thir- by the way. And thirteen rebounds. Yeah, exactly. He had a double double, but he only had fourteen points. That's pretty. He had amazing three stuff. players, I think, that had double doubles. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, they're exciting to watch, man. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Jay, you've seen him play. Break break Miller down just a little bit more, because I know he's very he's tall, but he's really really thin, isn't he? He is, but he's he's athletic. I mean, he's very athletic. Number one. He's thin, but he's strong. Uh, you watch him go to the basket, um, and he, he's got every move that you that you need. And, and again, that comes from not just the night, just watching some of the summer clips, talking to Brian Passink and others uh, that are close to the basketball program, who mentioned his name back in the summer, saying this kid's going to be unbelievable. Uh, again, just getting getting it for him, getting the speed of the game, and you know, and playing more in college is going to help him over the next uh, few weeks before they get to uh, SEC play. But um, yeah, I mean, they're they're excited about him. I mean, he can hit the three-pointer. He can hit the mid-range. He can take it to the basket. He can rebound. He's a great uh, uh, distributor of the, of the basketball as well. So I think he, he's just one of those guys that's got all the tools. And, and with that kind of size, a 6'9", six, six, being able to shoot the way he shoots, it makes him so valuable. And, and uh, you know, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why 
uh, he's looked at to be uh, maybe a one and done. I, I saw where he's already up for the John Wooden Award for the best college uh, player in America. I mean, he was on, on that watch list uh, coming into that first game on Monday. So uh, pretty amazing. He's already getting that, that type of notoriety. But, uh, again, good job yeah. by Nate Oates. I think he's a preseason All-SEC player, and he's never dribbled a ball in an SEC gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty but, good. Uh, I mean, that's – but, you know, Eli Ricks was picked preseason All-SEC as cornerback in Alabama. He'd never taken a snap there. However, he had LSU, so that's kind of a – That's true. Bad, that's a bad comparison there, Tom. Yep. Talking about LSU, and we were saying, you know, that they've got Arkansas at Arkansas at, at 8 a.m., right? Is that right? Both those games are on, on the road. Um, yeah. How how big of a game is that for A&M and for Jimbo Fisher? I mean, it's there, there's story after story about him coming out every day, whether it be on ESPN, CBS Sports, whether it be the local. Uh, I know A&M in that area is coming out and stuff about, you know, what's happened, why the season. I mean, they were ranked to a top five, top ten at least uh, going into the season and uh, early on. and they just have fallen apart, um, and there's talk that you know will he relinquish the uh, the play calling duties? That was back you know what a few weeks ago, uh, that conversation came up, and then now is there enough money to buy him out? Is there enough money to get him out of a I've heard that from different people. I, I don't know how far they'll go with that because I think it's a lot of money to get him out out of a And M. Uh, I know they got a lot. Uh, of Eighty five million dollars there, Jay. Yeah, so yeah, eighty five. You know, and look, you know, if, yeah. if Auburn can do it at fifteen million, a And M can do it at eighty five. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the difference in the money uh, at those two universities. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't think they would do that. I hope they wouldn't. I don't think that's good for the game or good for A&M and give, give Jimbo a little bit more time. But he really hasn't lived up to the expectations. Yeah, let, let's pump the brakes just a little bit on that. Of course, it's in his fifth season. They didn't bring uh, Jimbo Fisher and a guy who had won a national title into A&M to not vie for national championships on a on a, on a a yearly basis. Um, and it's bad news when ESPN's got a story that just came out a couple hours ago, five steps to rebuild A&M and four other struggling programs. You don't want to be yeah, associated with, with Ooh, that with headline. A&M, as well. A&M Stanford, but, I think Virginia Tech and Northwestern, and another Virginia. Was yeah. it West Virginia? Yeah, that, but I mean, listen, uh, this program is obviously not performed at the level we thought they would. They were preseason number six in the country. Uh, they are banged up big time, uh, and, and probably no one wants to see the season end sooner than, than, than the A&M fan base. That being said, they got a ball game against uh, Auburn coming up this weekend that they can certainly win. And, and Jay, you've seen this. You just want to see how you can improve through the rest of the season right now. you got three games to show an improvement, and obviously if they can knock off at Ole Miss, it's vying for uh, an SEC West title. Uh, that would be a huge win for him. So you, know, you just go game by game, and you, you try to find your wins where you can, and every game's crucially important, not only uh, just for the A&M fan base and, and the 12th man, but also for those players and that football team. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you know it's got to hurt uh, to be going through the season they're going through, to know that they have really, what are they playing for? They're, pro- they're playing for their jobs. And and uh, Jimbo Fisher's obviously frustrated as well. But, um, yeah, I think it's – and, again, A&M's one of those teams where – if, from a betting standpoint, obviously, entertainment purposes only. I, I look at it. You don't have to say that this, anymore. This reminds me. Well, it's illegal in this state. Uh, I, I, it just reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys about two and or three how, years. Then ago. how are you doing? Um, I still go behind the dumpster. Uh, um, you pick up the envelope at the, the bar down the Dallas street. Cowboys team a couple of years ago, where I, I think they were like six and ten or something, and I'm sitting there looking. And on paper, they just I'm just waiting for this team to play like I thought they were going to play, and and mm-hmm. it was that team, and they are what they we thought they are. They're they're, they're not that team. They're, they they don't have it. Um, but I, I I would be really surprised if they were willing to give 
Jimbo, the between eighty-five and ninety-five million dollars to split. I know that A and M's got the money. Doesn't mean they want to spend it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that you're in, in a position right now where you'd want to go out and get another head coach at this point. So I think he's fine. But I do think he's on the doorstep. I think uh, next year he better listen. They had a great year last year, man. They knocked mm-hmm. off Alabama. I they almost they knocked off been Alabama in the this playoffs. year. Yeah, I mean they were. I, I they could were make hurt. a good argument for that. So let, let's let's not. All right, I got a question on the demise of some of these programs. I want to ask you and Jay when we get back. Okay. The other thing, too, real quick before we get a break, uh, both these teams three and six coming into this game, one and five in conference play. Both teams have lost five straight, and uh, the, uh, the I guess the, the opponents they played it are that are the same. One is Ole Miss. Uh, they lost Texas A&M thirty-one twenty-eight. Auburn lost forty-eight to thirty-four. And uh, Mississippi State, uh, they lost in overtime. Auburn did, 39-33. We remember that one. And uh, 42-24, Mississippi State uh, was uh, with Texas A&M. So kind of, you know, pretty even, maybe a little bit more points on the A&M side against their the, the defense they went up against, but uh, some of the different uh, looks at uh, teams that are common opponents for them uh, so far this year. But five straight losses for both programs. Very tough to swallow for the fan base and for the votes making those big decisions. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More to come on the other side. Stay with us for live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. After midnight, becoming windy, the low at 62. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cooler, the high at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. soccer fan. Uh, National Soccer Club will be launching a Major League Soccer Next Pro team in Huntsville, Alabama in the spring of 2023. Next spring and uh, or this spring, Huntsville City uh, and uh, FC and will play at Joe Davis Stadium. And uh, Matt said, I thought they blew that up years ago. And uh, they, they actually did a $8 million <laughs> renovation on it, Matt, in which uh, it actually looks really, really good. I don't know if it's a rendering. That's money well spent. I- yeah, very well. Uh, $8 million renovation, Joe Davis Stadium, former home of the Huntsville Stars. It doesn't look like a, a baseball. I mean, you can tell where the baseball, um, the way it was set up, but then they put another stands on the other side and uh, made it into a soccer field. So, and I, again, I may be looking at a rendering, but it looks looks fantastic. There's a lot of stuff going on up in Huntsville right now. Your, your uh, hometown, Matt, I think they're looking at another yeah. amphitheater up there as well. They have two now, but they seat three, 4,000. They're very intimate in comparison to a lot of other amphitheaters, and they're putting really, really good acts in there. Do you know who made Joe Davis Stadium famous? Joe Davis. Joe Davis. Well, he was a longtime mayor, yeah. and he was oh, a great guy. Yeah. But who elevated its visibility? Joe Davis's dad. Jose Canseco <laughs> and Mark McGuire. Really? Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people go out there to watch those games. They built that stadium, I think, kind of right around the same time, though. They should bring it back to play soccer. 
Yeah, you're a big soccer fan. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm a big. Uh, it's not that I don't like soccer. I, I, I equate soccer fans with hockey fans only in that a lot of people uh, you have to be a P one and and the rabid fans of of NHL as well as soccer are very rabid fans. NHL fans are fine if I don't like hockey because they love their hockey and that's fine and they don't try to stuff it down my throat and tell me how great it is like soccer fans do. If you just leave me alone and let me find it on my own. I will find it on my own. I will say this. 10, 12 years ago, we were talking, will soccer ever be as big as it is over in Europe and all these FIFA leagues and all stuff? And I will say it is much bigger now. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the, the women's team uh, and, and the men's team to an extent. Uh, but we, we do have soccer now. Uh, thank goodness it's yeah. not television. But it's not, it's not <clears throat> you know, we always had to, well, if our kids are playing it, why isn't it so big? Well, well, it's because, it has progressed uh, a little bit faster than the implementation of the no, metric system. It's because of sitting for 95 minutes and watching a nil-nil score sucks. <laughs> I, I hate that. You remember Chan Gailey? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Chan Gailey had a great suggestion. Uh, make the goals worth seven points. Yeah, He's with the Birmingham Fire for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, I got to know him really, really well. And with the Dallas Cowboys. Superman. Yeah, he's, yep. he, he was a superman. Um, yeah, I, maybe make the goals a little bigger. I, I don't know. I just, I just, Give I, him I, six and then have a, some type of penalty kick for an extra point. Yeah. But then I guess you're really changing the nature of the game. No, I won't I'll watch I won't. it, but I'm just, I'm not overly enthusiastic about the game. Jay, are you? Let's just put everybody on the soccer ball here. Well, the, the problem, too, is there's no time. I mean, I, at the end of the game, I'm like, how do, they don't keep track of how, exactly how many minutes of injury and or penalty time there is. They, someone just says, let's make it seven minutes. Okay. Right. <laughs> and they're taking their time. So there's no timing in throwing the ball in. So if there's like 30 seconds left, you can just hold on to the ball. There's no time to it. You can do whatever you want. Jay, where are you on soccer? Yeah, and I, I've made this analogy. Tony's heard me say it because um, we had a discussion one time with Aldo Greco. And Al's a big soccer guy. I mean, he was a kicker, played soccer, all that. Uh, so, so he should be. And he said, you know, look, you know, what you guys understand is that the thrill of the game is the opportunity to score, not scoring itself. Mm -hmm. And I said, you sound like a middle aged man. Uh, so if, to, to me, that's how I equate yeah, it is. Yeah. It reminds me of like a middle aged man. It, it, the opportunity to score is is important in scoring. <laughs> It's like getting 12 phone Why numbers. Why are y'all looking at me? It's like getting 12 <laughs> phone numbers but not being allowed to call them. <laughs> That's right. Yes, hey, exactly. I wanted to ask you guys about the influence. We're talking about A&M, all right? The influence of NIL. We all know about their class. What They signed 25, and they all got 50K just to walk in the door or something like that. I mean, they. I know Texas Tech had a deal where you get $25,000 for each scholarship. Texas, player, but... all the linemen at Texas, the Longhorns, get 50K, I think, that somebody had set something like that up. Are we starting, and we we'll probably have to carry this over the next hour, are we starting to see a negative influence of NIL at the college football level? Well, I would say we are, and I think a lot of people believe that Alabama is going through that. There's a former quarterback that even brought that up a couple of days ago, saying the NIL thing is people, players are just like, the, the football's not that important anymore. It's, it's and, it, and, it, and it's crazy. But then I would ask, is Georgia having a problem? Is Ohio State having that problem? Is Michigan having that problem? All those schools are doing incredibly well, and their players are getting paid too. Um, so, you know, I, it's 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 gotten. Now, is that the basketball game on Monday night? 
And during the second half of the game, uh, this giant uh, billboard came across yeah. the thing. And, and, it, and, and I looked over at Mark Ingram, who's the athletic director at UAB, and he just nodded his head. He's like, he was disgusted. It said, if you would like to help out with players in the they, NLL they situation, have a collective. they have a QR code where you can do it, and you can actually donate money to this non-for-profit organization because it can't be part of the university that doles out money to basketball players. And he said, well, I'm just doing that to appease my players, to let them know I'm trying to make them money. He said, it's so ridiculous. They're asking fans. That's the game now. I mean, you, as an AD or coach, you got to accept it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the game now. You have to do I it. mean, you know, they, they put out yeah. a uh, Carnell Williams doing a video yesterday on their On to Victory uh, membership for their, their um, collective. It's called On to Victory. And you know, it has the website, the subscription that you can do per month at different club levels uh, that you're a member of or whatever. Um, everybody's doing it. And, you know, if, if either you realize that right now there are no guardrails and that you can pretty much do what you need to do. Uh, because, like, the fear for – and I've had this discussion with some Alabama folks. They're worried about compliance. They're worried about, well, we can't put them up – you know, we can't put signs up in the stadium. We can't put it on the billboards. We can't uh, run ads. We can't have Coach Saban talk about it. We can't have players. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Everybody else is doing yeah. it right now. If anybody goes down, everybody's going down. The problem is if you get left behind and haven't raised that. that money and you can't offer it in recruiting, your program's going to go down. So you, you better yeah. be ahead of the curve, big time, and um, and hopefully they'll, hey, they'll get there. Hey, you know, a couple of shows ago we were talking about cheating. Remember the walleye fishing tournament? They yeah. exposed a brand new cheating scam. This is going to blow you away. You are not going to believe what they're cheating at now for big time bucks. Oh wow! You make two hundred fifty thousand dollars right. a year in this profession. We'll Hour number two next. coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in. And again, hour number two, hour number one just flew by. And uh, Brian Passy joined us talking about Liberty Flames coming to Tuscaloosa tomorrow night at uh, 8 p.m. tip-off time in Coleman Coliseum. So looking forward to that. And uh, we appreciate his comments and thoughts about all that. Uh, also, want to remind you, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Great place to tailgate before or after those UAB football games or any event down at Protective Stadium. And they do a ton of charitable events as well as all types of parties, corporate events, you name it, you can do it at Top Golf of Birmingham. You'll love it. A lot of fun with your friends, family, coworkers. We call it the bowling of this generation. That's Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street up in Oxford, Anniston, Alabama. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, we've gotten into uh, some of the uh, things Alabama Ole Miss coming up this weekend. We're two days away from that. Can Alabama get through their road woes that they've had so far this year and get back on track? and continue to uh, do what they need to do to at least take care of their business in case anything happens with LSU over their last two Western Division games with Arkansas and Texas A&M. And, Tony, you think Arkansas has got a great shot at beating uh, Ole Miss, I mean, excuse me, at beating LSU uh, and uh, at least giving Alabama that one last chance so that last week uh, as far as who they've got, who they're playing as far as in the Western Division? I think there's a great shot, and Arkansas, you know, looked really good early in the season, and we kind of left them for dead after they lost, what, three games in a row, and, and they're only a three-and-a-half-point uh, dog at home, which, I'm, I, again, I just look at numbers. Uh, this line does not look uh, where it should be. LSU, obviously, is sitting there um, and having a fantastic season. They just knocked off Alabama, and all of a sudden, you're only favored by three-and-a-half. I, I just I just, I look where the public uh, domain and the money are going, and everyone's loving LSU. The entire nation is on LSU, only giving up a field goal against an Arkansas squad that, quite frankly, they should beat up pretty well. Um, and, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, certainly with a Kentucky game. Let me ask you this, and, and, I, and I have tease going in. Uh, I want to get into another cheating scandal. You're not going to believe this cheating scandal. It's, it's great. But, Jay, I want to ask you this, too, and I ask you as well, Matt. Where is Will Anderson Jr.? What what is going on with Will Anderson? You, you talk about you know what's up with this this, uh, this this the characterization of this Alabama squad and, and they don't have a personality they don't know who they really are. I was looking at some of his numbers. His last five games, six solo tackles, six, and two and a half sacks in his last five games. You're talking about a guy last year that had 17 and a half sacks in 57 solos. That, that's not assists either. 57 solo tackles last year. He was a Heisman Trophy. Everybody thought he should win the Heisman Trophy, and he should have. Of course, that is a defensive play. That's not going to happen. But he's only had six solo tackles in his last five games. And I realize that everyone knows it's Will Anderson Jr. I know he's going to get double teamed. But when you're being double teamed, that means there's another cat somewhere that's not being tagged, should not be chipped. He's not being covered. He should be making those plays defensively for the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
And this is a team that continually gives up big plays when they don't need to give up big plays. What's going on with Will Anderson Jr.? Maybe it's uh, on the other guy. When he's getting double teamed, he's not getting free. He's not getting to the quarterback. I thought that defense was lights out. I thought it was supposed to be fantastic this year. It was, led by Will Anderson. Uh, I think think teams have caught up with him a little bit, learned how to double team him, learned how to scheme him. That's what they're they're scheming him, Tony. Tony, that's that's the word here. Scheming. What does Will scheming Anderson. mean? I don't even know what that. Well, they're not running at him. They're, they're they're setting up particular blocks in order to keep him out and away from he the play. He watches tape. He knows, does he not? He's an NFL guy. He's going to go first round. He yeah, knows yeah. what they're scheming. He looks at film. Jay, what do you think? Yeah, I mean Matt's right. I mean, they're, you don't they're designing, like my answer. Yeah, they're they're designing things around him and. You know, each team's doing maybe something a little bit different or figuring out ways to do it with a back or with a, an extra tight end coming back in the block or receiver coming back in the block. And just, you know, even the chips that they've done going out, and whether it be backs or receivers, uh, in order to slow him down and give their, their tackles more of an opportunity. But I agree. And, 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 too, if you go back and look, there's a I – I don't know if you've seen the tape of um, – it's like 20 different plays they had of Will Anderson in that uh, LSU game. And he is just like – his shirt's getting ripped off. I mean, he's being held – just about every play. And that happens. Look, I mean, buddies of mine send that stuff to me and I write back. We do it too. I mean, it happens. I mean, office and linemen, you're going to hold as much as you can until you can't, until they call it over and over again. Um, you know, you got to protect your quarterback. You got to get the ball down the field, those type of things. But Matt's right. They've just game planned around. They've schemed, schemed up schemes in order to figure out a way to, to slow him down. And they've, they've been very good at it. He has not been the dominant player that we thought he was. And a lot of that, I mean, now it goes back conversation that I've gotten from other folks too. And I've seen it also on social media, people saying last year, Will Anderson made this quote. I don't care about NIL. I'll get mine in the NFL. Now I think Will Anderson's his NIL has gotten pretty high this year. And you know, $800,000. How much? Mm-hmm. But How and much? he did not start NIL till this year, 800,000 with, uh, He's driving a 2021 Porsche. Listen, He's got to deal with Porsche. He's got to deal with Bose. Listen, it's human nature. It's human nature when you start getting paid for your play. To to I mean, not I'm not. It's just human nature and generally. I'm broad brushing here, but when you're making that kind of money as a college football player, your football is probably not the number one priority in your life. Particularly when you know you're going to be going number one or number two or number three in, in the draft. Um, and you could certainly sit there and say, well, well, they do it in pros. We're talking about 18, 19, and 20-year-old kids who are making a million dollars a year to play college football. Do you think they're putting as much in their practice as they are right now, making that kind of cash? Well, and, and, a, and a guy like him, I'm I really think, and, and, and look, I, I'm not one to ever, and I'm, I not, love bashing, him. I'm not bashing the head coach and, or, or the, not the, the uh, defense coordinator at all. And P. Golding, I think, I think he's got a brilliant mind for the game. Uh, I know that from a, n- a number of people that have either coached with him, been around him, and they could say, I mean, thinks the world of Pete Golden. But if, if I was them defensively, and I know they've tried it, I saw it a couple times they placed him inside. But you, Matt, you remember, and, and Tony, you made a little bit with Derek Thomas. I mean, Derek Thomas in Alabama, they played him everywhere, all over the field. So what yep. they, they said is, okay, we're going to figure out what your scheme is. What are you doing to slow him down? Then we're going to put him somewhere different. We're going to add pressure we're gonna we're gonna either put two guys on one side where you got it now you can't double team uh, him you get and we did that against uh uh gino toretta in miami we put copeland and curry on the same side of the line of scrimmage it, it freaked them out they didn't yeah. know what to do they're like okay who do we yeah, block and all of a sudden they're in the you know one of them is in the back in the in, in the backfield sacking gino toretta the whole night you know and, and defensive backs are doing the same thing and that, i think that's where defensively if you get a scheme or, or, or a, a game plan that's going against one of your best players 
Your job is to figure out how to get him free. Your job is to figure out how to get him an opportunity to become the playmaker that he is. And I think that's where they've got to get better at that and, and scheming things up for him on the other side. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I just maybe maybe just float him. I'm not a defensive coordinator. Float him. Let him play wherever he wants to play. Uh, I, I do think there's an interesting thing that, that, that Lane Kiffin's certainly going to be looking at because if you look at the Tennessee game and certainly the LSU game, um, you saw quarterbacks that were dual-threat quarterbacks in Hendon Hooker and, of course, uh, Jason Daniels. Uh, Jason Daniels goes for 95 yards, and obviously that touchdown there in overtime that ended up uh, lynchpinning in the win. And then uh, Hendon Hooker went for 56 yards only because he didn't need to rush any more than 56 mm-hmm. yards. He was slinging the ball over the football field. Don't think for a minute that a guy who's got a quarterback in Jackson Dart who's rushed for 473 yards this year and averaging 52 yards a game that Lane Kiffin doesn't realize that Alabama, yeah, they may have the second-best SEC rushing team as far as the defense goes, but they're not very good at rushing quarterbacks. That seems to be an Achilles heel of this Alabama squad for the, like the last 10 or 15 years. Jackson Dart has converted 13, 13 third-and-tens or longer this year. He is one of those guys where things break down. He's thrown 14 touchdowns and seven picks. He's not an audacious, fantastic pocket quarterback. But when things break down, he knows when to use his wheels, and he has converted 13 third and tens or longer for Ole Miss this year. So that keeps that running game alive. So I know they're going to want to run the football. I know they're going to want to do their thing. But don't think for a minute that Lane Kiffin doesn't look at those other two games and go, listen, we've got some running skills at our quarterback position, and we'll use it. Who's leading the SEC in sacks team? You're going to tell me. It's Alabama. Mm-hmm. So they are effective in some way. And Will Anderson is like second behind Drew Sanders in total size. Yeah. I'm just looking at the last he five is, games. I just, he is I, there. Yeah, I just, I just can't. Compared to the numbers, unless last year was a Heisman Trophy year for him. I realize that. 57 solo, solo tackles and 17 and a half sacks. He's not the same guy that he was last year. And it could That's be, because scheme, teams are playing him different. I, I realize that. I'm just okay. asking the question. But again. Yeah, they, they got a whole year Jason, of film to look at him and, you can't and, and, stop, and you can't stop. understand his tendencies and all that type of stuff it. where they can now kind of game plan for that. And, and I agree. And, and you bring a good point, Matt. I mean, and, and, and Josh wrote this uh, on our text thread. He said, you know, uh, Will is also like Bryce Young having to face their success from last season. Anything less than what they did last year is viewed as them declining in, in ability. And, you know, a lot of it's just that people know more about them because they see they got more game tape on them. Uh, and I, I totally agree with you, and I understand that. I'm just saying that that great defensive players find a way. And you mentioned Derek Thomas. He figured out a way. Michael Parsons figures out a way. Aaron Donald finds out, finds out, figures out. They know they're going to be double teamed. They know that they're, they're, they're they got a target on their bat. But I know what 99 is going to be in the background. He's going to get his eventually. You know, um, this all does spell something out very clearly. Man, Derek. I mean, uh, Derek Thomas was great. He was unbelievable. I mean, good grief. Here's another thing, and I don't think we've talked about it very much since Alabama has uh, lost his. Tennessee and LSU is uh, these teams are always giving Alabama their best shot and they get it. They've been getting it and they've been winning, but after playing Alabama, SEC teams are five and 11. Yeah. They're eating up. You know what, though, and we That's can sit another there. reason I think that uh, Arkansas has a really good shot. Right, I agree with you, and, but but you know what, we we you know I'm an eye test guy. You look at the Tennessee game, you look at the LSU game. Lost for you know, Nick Saban said yesterday we lost by a total of four points. I get that, but what about the Texas game? It was a win, but you won by one. What about the A&M game? You should have lost. What about Mississippi State, where you rushed for 29 yards against one of the worst 
rushing defenses in the SEC. I just this this, this team has is, is, is been on the ropes and, and they're getting it done. I mean, they've only lost two games, which is amazing because by four um, points. By four points, we'll see what happens. All right, I'm getting into this tease. And if, it, and if they, real quick before we tease, it, before we tease real quick, if they don't <laughs> beat Ole Miss this weekend, they will break another record for Alabama. Bama hasn't lost the back-to-back regular season games since uh, Saban's first season in Tuscaloosa back in 2007. So it's been 15 years uh, since that's happened, back-to-back losses. So uh, they can't let that happen. You can make $250,000 a year if you're a professional this, and they're cheating at this, too. And you're never going to believe what it is. I'll tell you, coming up here next in the Jay Barker Radio Network. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just after midnight, becoming windy, the low at 62. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cooler, the high at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Uh, what is doping and uh, those type of things? Bass fishing—they put weights in the uh, fish, and uh, I think it was actually even another tournament besides bass uh, fishing. But I've heard of that before. It's some of even our local tournaments here around. Uh, back when I used to be involved in some of those, been many years ago uh, since that happened. But um, I'm thinking about all the different scandals that we've had. Tony, we did Donahue, uh, who was the referee in the NBA. Um, we've had. Uh, Again, talking about the doping issues, Lance Armstrong, um, gosh, MMA's had things where they, the fighters took the uh, the padding out of their gloves. Um, I'm trying to think of all these different uh, things, but give, give us what's the one that's, you said $250,000 a year you can make, and they're cheating in the sport. What mm-hmm. sport is it? Uh, they're calling it Holgate. Holgate. Cornhole? Yeah. The Cornhole really? World Championships were back in South Carolina in August. They're now finding out that the winning team's bags were smaller than they were supposed to be. Bags are supposed to be six by six inches and weigh 16 ounces. They're coming to find out their bags were five and three quarters, and they only weighed 15 ounces. Obviously, when they weigh less, they're easy to manipulate. And obviously, with a smaller bag, you got a better chance of making it into the bigger hole. So the team that actually called this team out and said, hey, listen, uh, we believe their bags, they thought their bags looked thin. Uh, and obviously when they're thinner, they slide easier on the board. They called them out. Well, the team that called them out had their bags investigated, and they were oh. too small and weighed only 15 and a half ounces. <laughs> and they're saying, well, we didn't know. Uh, and so they're calling, they, they call it bag washing. If you wash your bags, it shrinks the bags up, and it makes it a little less or they dip them in vinegar to make them more slippery. And I'm thinking, Wimp would love what, that. What in the hell are we doing? I said, <laughs> uh, uh, now we're cheating at tailgating games? But I never realized, and I, Matt Hageman, who's a good friend of mine, he runs the Alabama Cornhole Association. He does a lot of charity work for a lot of people, and he's done a lot of things to the Bright House Foundation, some things I've done. Uh, and, I, and I called him out. He said, oh, this has been going on for years. And I said, really? I said, he goes, Tony, he goes, $250,000, the world championship team, they made the two guys, a half a million dollars the two guys made last year. Uh, traveling the country and playing in cornhole championships. The winners of this won $50,000 a piece in South Carolina. Yeah, I, was, 
scanning the TV one day, and they were having oh, you know, yeah. on television. Johnsonville Brats is a huge sponsor. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, in Jacksonville, Jacksonville State, it was like club. Yeah. It was college. Uh, and Jacksonville State was like one of the final four. But uh, wow. I, just one thing. I think Jay has heard me say this before. Uh, I'll play the game. And just a minute ago, I said the name. I despise the name of that game. Cornell. It's just, yeah, it's a, yeah. Bad, it's a bad, bad, bad name, in my opinion, from when I was growing up. What about Monkey Ball? Um, see, you, ever I don't, play, you ever play Monkey Ball? That's no, the ones where they had the balls that you throw and you try to get them to stay on, about the yeah, rope. You, you want to ser search Monkey Ball, not Monkey Balls, because you will get a totally different video. But Monkey Ball, Thanks remember, for that. remember we told everyone on Jocks to go search <laughs> yes. Monkey Balls? It was a thing. <laughs> It was you got to be careful when you do that with some <laughs> dicey wording. Um, yeah, well, I, tell, a, Tony, tell the story about uh, this one. We, we really were first kind of starting together, and, and Matt and I have had these type of moments as well over the years. But um, I forget who we were about to interview. We looked on Wikipedia, and you, you started reading out all the Wikipedia stuff. This one, Wikipedia first oh, started, so we didn't know that Wikipedia mm -hmm. could be you know manipulated by anybody. It was a wrestler, uh, and I forget the guy's name, but on his Wikipedia page, it had said that he had recently come out, um, and it was very well written. And so I thought, well, this is interesting because I don't know of any gay wrestlers. Um, you know, we got gay governors now, for God's sakes. I mean, this whole midterm thing was huge for the LGBT. Last thing you got to make sure you get it right. And so I, so I, so I, so I asked him. I said, "What? What? Uh, it's almost like me asking, uh, was it Lisa Fernandez about her big legs?" <clears throat> yeah. Tree trunk legs. Class. What's up with you uh, women softball, softball ladies with these tree trunk legs? And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah. It's the same way when I had Nick Saban <laughs> on the air there for regions and said, have you lost some weight? You look great. I just, I don't know what you, why it even came out. He, he looked at me like, what? And I'm like, and he hadn't lost any weight. He just, does Nick Did Saban. Did you have his, your hand on his knee? <sighs> I don't know. I he just seen him on out. TV. For so many monkey ball. Right. I think it's it. my, it's my truth. It's my Tourette's. It just comes out next to the And after he said that, Matt, there was ball. a stream that was coming down his leg. <laughs> <laughs> there was numerous times, man. I was like that kid in Ransom. You know, when he's standing yeah. in front of his dad and he sees the dude that took him and it's the puddle of pee down the puddle. Uh, so, yeah, if we're cheating in cornhole. Listen, it, it, you know. Hang on, guys. We've yeah. got to get back to monkey ball because yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is, and I think there's people that are driving around listening to this show right now yeah. that don't know. There's super monkey ball. Now, that looks like a video game. That's not what y'all are talking about. No. Yeah, this monkey these lines, ball, it's, it's a monkey rope with ball. two balls on each end. Or well, one ball on each end, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, or they call it ladder ball. They call it ladder ball. Ladder ball, too. Yeah. Pipe. There's three rungs, ladder ball, and you take the, the balls are about a foot and a half oh. apart, and you spin them, and they wrap around the ladder, and it's called ladder ball. Oh, um, those little devices with the balls on each end, mm -hmm. we had as children that were called clackers. <laughs> Does anybody remember clackers? Yeah. They finally stopped making them because kids were breaking their wrists with them. Yeah. But Boy. you would shake them up and down, and they would bounce back and forth and back yeah. and forth. You'd have to look that up. The other monkey ball is what we used to call horse apples. You ever heard of horse apples? Yeah, I've heard of the, horse apples. The big yeah. green funky-looking things oh, like that? Oh, I know what horse yeah. apples are. But yeah, yeah, those are horse that, apples. Now, that was ammunition back yeah, in the day. Um, uh, yeah, okay. and if those uh, those uh, those balls on the end of that rope, if they if they hit the ground, they don't count. So you can bounce them, and then they hop up because the bottom rung is is three points, the second rung is two points, and the top rung is one point. And man, if they hit the ground and one of those balls hits your ankle bone, good <sighs> night. You want to talk about some pain now? It's like hitting. It's like the balls are real dense. Is there anything? You, is there anything else we're missing? You know, whatever happened to horseshoes? 
Man, we used to play horseshoes all the time. And horseshoes, you know, Jay and I, you, Jay, you, you and I should get into a horseshoe uh, thing. I mean, pickleball can make it. We can certainly bring back horseshoes. Horseshoes are ready to come back. That is the bowling of golf is what that is, horseshoes. <laughs> the bowling of golf. <laughs> right? The, bow, the bowling of what do they call it? The bowling, the bowling of top golf there? They yeah, tell the top golf to put a bowling alley in there. We don't have to worry about what the new bowling is. Um, no, but what I about mean, lawn darts? Let's bring them back. No, jarts were, jarts were killer. I love those. And no one ever got killed by those. And they got rid of them because they were afraid they were going to impale some small child. I'm like, stop. You ever seen a, a, a horseshoe hit a kid in the side of the head? That's dangerous. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, I hate it, especially if it's still on the horse. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> hey, I just pulled up. Uh, ba pop. Ba pop. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, again, I, whenever money's involved, uh, the, the, the love of money uh, is the root of all evil, correct? Um, whenever money starts coming into play, people start cheating, period. That's just the way it goes. When it's for fun, you don't really care because there's nothing to win. But, boy, when you start throwing money in the situation, you can make a quarter of a million dollars throwing cornhole at a Johnsonville brought tournament in South Carolina in August. Next thing you know, people start washing their bags. Like, what are we Doesn't, doing? Uh, wouldn't it make sense for the officials to... Take account every well, time. Well, they're going to they're going to start doing I mean, it. They're going to start avoid what, Deflate Gate or what do they call them? This Whole Gate. Whole Gate. They're going to they're <laughs> going to start uh, weighing the bags and making and measuring their bags and making sure because you can also use different types of beads inside your bag. Uh, you got to make sure that everything is like, or they're going to distribute bags. At yeah, each yeah, everyone, yeah, why weren't they doing that to begin because with? Everyone's, Cause it's like your own bowling ball. I can't use your bowling ball. I use my bowling ball. Yeah, but that would make it as, about as fair as possible. Just have bags on like you do, um, yeah, you know, or agree. at least have an inspection or whatever of those bags. But well, and there's, there's sponsorships on those bags, Jay, and you have to have your sponsor on your bag. You know, you have True. to make sure you got that too. Here's another one that was popular back in the day when I was probably playing 100, 120 softball games a year. Jay, do y'all ever hear about microwaving? Most softball? definitely. Oh, yeah. Softballs, and they would they would put uh, tennis balls in, the, in a softball bat to give it more bounce. Yep. I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Doug Greco uh, share with Sosa, us about the uh, putting the footballs in the dryer. Yep. I've heard about that. Yeah, Al used to tell us all kinds of stories you could do to football Jackie, to make it fly off your foot a little bit better. Jackie Sherrill said that, I uh, can't remember the Auburn punter, but said uh, he was putting hydrogen in, in the ball. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, you remember that, Jay? I remember, and, uh, yeah. Somebody helium, went out he, helium or hydrogen? Uh, I thought it was helium. He said hydrogen. Uh, then I got my H's mixed up in the yeah. periodical table. <laughs> <No. laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh. Somebody went out and filled the football up with helium, and it actually didn't go as far for some reason. Okay, fun facts to know and tell on the Jay Barker Comedy Hour. There you go. <laughs> All right, we'll return. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, more on Alabama Ole Miss. Some of the big matchups, not only in the SEC, but around the country as well, we'll dive into. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. You know I'm a dreamer, but my heart's a girl. 
Welcome back in, and again, we got Tony Curry, Tony Curry Radio Network, Matt Coulter, and uh, Lars will be back with us, I think, tomorrow. And uh, I'm Jay Barker, as you're listening to Jay Barker Show Live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. And real quick, Tony, before we dive into some other topics, tell everybody about the uh, Tony Curry Radio Network. How can they find you? Yeah, Jay, thank you very much. Just go to uh, Tony Curry. Really, we're, we're, we're a radio station, the TKR app, Tony Curry Radio. You can get that through Apple or just search Tony Curry Radio uh, on Android and pull up. We went over 100,000 followers uh, a couple weeks ago, 100,000 downloads, so we're super excited about that. Uh, but the Tony Curry Radio podcast uh, platform is doing incredibly well. We've got 14 different shows on there. We started a brand-new show with Mark Ingram called The Director's Chair that we do. We have Students of the Game, of course, with Alex Bauman, your your former intern, who does a show called Students of the Game that airs every Monday through Friday on Tony Curry Radio. We've got a blue show with Austin Hanks, Blues Almighty with Billy F. Gibbons. We do a show with uh, Damon Johnson. We have Win in Rome. We have a bunch of sponsors who do shows with us as well. And uh, also a good friend of mine, uh, David Hammonds, who is a um, – uh, Grammy-nominated uh, uh, producer who lives out of Fort Payne uh, was best friends with Jeff Cook, who just recently passed away okay, earlier this week. Um, and uh, I've actually been in Jeff Cook's uh, castle there in uh, Fort Payne. He's got just an incredible studio mm-hmm. and was very, very accessible and just a wonderful man. Uh, One of Lappin' Tim's really good friends. Last year's. Yeah, sure was. Uh, There's a the name. Yep. Laughing Tim. Laughing Tim and I went back and forth for the last couple of days about it, but uh, David's going to be doing Same. a podcast with me. He's got some wonderful stories to share. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, but search Tony Curry Radio. It's Curry with a K, and greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. By the way, uh, there are lots of different animal videos uh, that uh, Matt Coulter is yeah. teaching me. We just oh. pulled up Monkey Monkey Ball. Uh, and but then also, the, the, the honey badgers. The, the honey badger ever. is pretty good. I'm going to watch that during the next break. But yeah, there's some uh, some good uh, National Geographic type animal videos that I'm going to be watching for that, the rest of the day. That monkey one's pretty uh, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is not for the timid. All right, uh, back to Will Anderson for just a minute. Yes, because Josh Smith brought up this point too. Oh, great. He gets held a lot. <laughs> they all get held. Not <laughs> like man. There was some. There was some well, moments then, well, in then, the then, LSU game. I mean, just. Because both of the tackles for LSU were true freshmen. Yeah, and to Jay's point, I mean, there's holding on every play. I, I, I get that. I understand that. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying that that, that I haven't ever seen a defensive player uh, in college or professional football where eventually he has just stopped, where it just seems like it like like his play just ends. And, and right now, with only six solo tackles in the last five games, something's going on with him. And I'll, and I'll point this out. Do you remember the stupid penalty he had in the Tennessee game? He has not oh, been yeah. the same since that stupid penalty in the Tennessee game with the roughing, the roughing, uh, or, or whatever disorder. So out of character for him. It really just was. Really, and it really was at a surprised. pivotal point of the football game too. Uh, and it was just a really dumb penalty, and, and we were all surprised. And, and Nick Saban couldn't even say anything to him when he walked off the field because it's Will Anderson Jr. for God's sakes. I mean, you can't do anything. And I'm not saying that one play changed everything, but I'm just saying you, you eventually he will make another big play uh, sometime during this year when they most need it, and I'm waiting for that moment to happen, and maybe it'll happen against Ole Miss this weekend. Didn't you think when he got the uh, pick six that, all right, here he goes, here he goes? Yeah, uh, and I understand it's hard to compete with those numbers from last year because, again, he could have won or should have won a Heisman Trophy with those numbers, but it's just we're talking a five-game period now. We're not talking about one or two bad games. We're talking about five games uh, the pivotal part of the season for the Crimson Tide, and, and I have not heard his name called on the TV in weeks, and I'm just surprised by that. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's going to be a great addition to any NFL team he goes to, uh, and certainly thank him for his service and everything he did last year. But um, 
Yeah, something's going on with him. Something's, something's, something's happening. Could you say the same thing about Bryce? Or would um, you just immediately attribute that to a shoulder? You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go outside the box here a little bit, and, and Jay maybe maybe will agree with me on this. I don't think it's one particular thing that's hurting Alabama this year. I, whether you want to talk about anxiety, whether it's Bryce Young's shoulder, he has, certainly hasn't looked the same since he went down with that. So just not Will Anderson. Uh, could it be the wide receivers? I know he's a, he's a Bill O'Brien's play calling. I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, and I think when you put all those things together, it creates a major problem. You got two losses before the Iron Bowl for the first time in 15 years. Am I wrong? I think it's a little bit everything. And I and, and for some reason, Alabama just does not seem to be in lockstep with its with itself. I, th- I think if I were going to point out one thing, it would be wide receivers. You certainly can, and that may be the biggest part of it. But there's been a lot of different things. Bryce Young uh, seems like every catch that their wide receivers are catching are sliding. They're not, he's not hitting anybody in stride, and I don't know if that's the wide receivers and their route plays. I don't know if he's not throwing the – I don't know what it is. Coming out of his hand, he looks fantastic. Bryce Young looks wonderful, but, I mean, he's not even close to the numbers he was putting up last year. Ray Mellick was in the studio yesterday and brought up a great point. He said that if somebody went and looked at all the video of how many drop passes Alabama had. Mm-hmm. If they had been caught, Bryce Young would be ahead of his pace of last year. Yeah. That's how many balls they have dropped. And, I, and I'll, I'll venture to say this as well. Alabama goes the way Jameer Gibbs goes. When he's having a great Sometimes. game, they seem like they do really, really well. And, I mean, he can't do it all. Uh, when they're using him as a wide receiver and he's not one, um, that should tell you what's going on. But he's been the one guy that it seems like you can count on for almost every single play. He's giving his, his heart and soul to this football team. And not to say that no one else is either, but um, it just it, it, something just out of rhythm right now. The Alabama gate just does not seem natural right now. So we'll see what happens this weekend. They can no, make I it right. With you. Just for, I, I uh, agree with you. It, it, something just is not in sync um, on, on both sides of the football. And and even with Reichard, uh, some of the kicks he's missed this year. And, and, and you know, mm-hmm. look, I, I – Kept telling uh, folk, we had a, one guy that called into our post-game show that said, look, this is early in the season. Get him to the left hash instead of the right hash. Hey, let's talk to a guy that knows a lot about kicking. He's joining us now. Let's go ahead and go right to him. He is the mystery caller of the day, Mr. Al Del Greco. Al, how are you, my man? Hey, Jay, how you doing? doing good. I got TK in the house. I got Matt Coulter in the house. We, I, w- I wanted to get you on and get your thoughts on uh, not only a number of things, but especially the Auburn Tigers. But I hope you're doing well. Yeah, everything's going great. Tony, Matt, how you guys doing? Doing fantastic, fantastic Alu. Great to hear your voice, my friend. Yes, sir. So, give us so kind of your thoughts your... right now with, with uh, whether it be with Cadillac Williams. Seen a lot of videos with him out, and really doing a, a fantastic job as far as just the the emotional, you know, guy getting everybody fired up, and they played so hard for him this past weekend. Who are you hearing is going to be the next guy at Auburn, or do you even know? Uh, I have no clue. Um, I do think, you know, I went through a couple coaching changes throughout my career, and I think the job that, that Cadillac did last week was phenomenal, getting them ready to play, having them with the attitude that they did. They got down early, um, came back, you know, didn't win the football game. There were probably a couple decisions he would probably like to have back on a couple of those fourth downs. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, the position he was put in on a short week, uh, he did an incredible job. Now, full week in place, he gets to go back home. Um, how much different they can actually be, I, I'm not sure, Jay. You know, 
putting in a game plan and having an offensive system in. You can't change something like that in a week. So uh, he's going with the talent he has. Uh, I love the atmosphere and the enthusiasm that he brings um, and just appreciate as a former player what he's doing for our university right now. Um, as far as what I'm hearing, you know, I, I get the same names as everybody else. Um, I think there's positives and negatives to the three main names that everybody talks about, uh, Hugh Freeze, Dion, uh, and um, – uh, I can't think of the other one now. Um, Lane Kiffin. Um, Dan, Dan Lanning is another name that I've heard brought up in the conversation. Um, so where they go, I don't know what the timeline is. Obviously, you know, with recruiting coming up, I don't know if you can wait to the end of the year. I don't know if you can hire somebody in the middle of the year, somebody that's already has another job somewhere. So, uh, kind of in limbo right now, and we're probably in the hands of Cadillac for the rest of the year, and, and we'll see what happens. Al, John Cohen came out earlier this week and said, listen, uh, this is a, a painstaking procedure and something that I am taking incredibly uh, seriously, and obviously it's the most important hire of his short tenure there at Auburn. But he did say that it's imperative that whoever we hire, uh, that it's an absolute fit. I realize that Auburn has hired a third party to go out and do research and everything else, and I know that's something they've been doing for a long period of time. Uh, when you talk about Dion Hugh or Elaine, which one do you think is a better fit for the Auburn Tigers organization? You know, Tony, I, I, I'm not really sure. Like I said, I, I think they all have positives and negatives. Um, when you talk about a fit, I think a lot of people immediately go back to what, what is that Auburn characteristic that they're looking for in a coach? Uh, you go to coach Dye, coach Jordan, uh, all those, you know, hard work, uh, nose to the grindstone, you know, uh, kind of just, you know, work your way to the top and do all that. I'm not sure that, that, that that's what we need right now in, in today's day and age of college football. Um, I think, you know, if, if you're looking at recruiting, which I think is the number one thing that a- any coach has to be able to do, I think Nick Saban's proven that at, at Alabama. Uh, if you have the players, uh, obviously you're going to be better uh, than everybody else. We haven't done a good job of recruiting the last few years, and I think especially, uh, not to point anybody out, but the offensive line has been very uh, mediocre for us. Um, you see what Bo Nix is doing at Oregon when he can stand in the pocket and have time to do something. I'm not sure that Robbie Ashford or TJ Finley had the opportunity to do that uh, with what we have. And we just haven't done a good job the past few years in, in getting people to protect the quarterback. So uh, I think in my mind, when you're talking about fit, it's got to be somebody that can come in and kind of be that guy that, kids want to come play for kids are not only because it's Auburn and Auburn has a lot to offer, uh, but because of who that coach is and, and what he brings to the table in today's day and age of college football. Al, did uh, you just make the turn or anything? I asked this because uh, I have questions, but we need to take a break. You know how this business works. Can you hang around for another yeah. 10 minutes? Sure. I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. Great stuff. All right, uh, Outer Greco with us. We'll continue on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. Yeah. 
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. We want to make sure that kids in our area have a Merry Christmas. And here's how you can help out during... Let's get right back to Alvin Greco joining us on the phone and uh, always great to have him on and talking about the Auburn Tigers before we get back to, uh, I know Matt's got some questions for you. Tony Curry, Tony Curry radio network in the house as well. And, um, for, I, mean, I meant to ask this from the beginning. How's your family? Everybody doing well? How are those grandbabies? Yeah, they're all doing good. The four grandsons, uh, doing good. They're all over one now. Uh, the oldest one has just turned five. Wow. Um, Jeez. Everybody's doing great, and we're looking forward to when all those uh, soccer and baseball and all that other starts. <laughs> You're going to love it. Man, grand, grandkids are worth getting old for. They're just yeah. fantastic. Al, uh, your former partners were talking a little while ago uh, about how you can cheat or, you know, kind of circumvent the rules. It was brought about by that, what's the name of that game? Monkey ball? No, the other one. Oh, uh, cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because people were changing their bags. I don't like saying that word on the radio, so I don't. Um, but they were telling us that you had or had heard of a deal that you can do with footballs in the dryer. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm going to use the word cheating with, with all of that going on. But uh, right. And I, I think, you know, even in today's game, the preparation of the footballs. Uh, has a lot to do with how far those guys are kicking it, how well they're kicking it. And we used to just, you know, before they, they made the rule at one point that the balls were not allowed to be touched before the football game, uh, we used to just kind of break in the leather a little bit. We'd wet them, we'd put them in the dryer, and it would just soften up the leather a little bit. Yeah, you used to be one of the best Yeah, you used you used to be one of the best at manipulating your, your balls because you used to massage them and you'd push in the corners. I mean, you did all kinds. Tell, tell people how you would actually get ready to make kicks because obviously the, the, the K-ball is a little different than the regular balls. Yeah, the, the K-ball was much harder. And, uh, you know, Tony always wanted to learn, you know, what I did, I did. with my balls and stuff. So, you know, from there we, we just kind of talked about it. Sometimes for ten or fifteen minutes. It's one of my better videos. He actually showed me how he not only uh, prepared his balls, but also the way he put the balls on the tees in order to make sure that he could catapult them. This is a guy that kicked a sixty-yard field goal in our parking mm-hmm. lot at Acumen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Amazing stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Kick it down in the apartments where we used to drive some, golf balls. Some dude drove up in a pickup truck and he had like a, a goalpost in the back of his pickup truck, and and I was kicking his balls through the, the goalpost in the parking lot. So he could kick balls anywhere. Yeah, we were doing doing a commercial one time for the, the guy. I forget the guy that did all the different footballs for Alabama, and they're winning their national championship. So it's a commemorative ball. And the last thing that I said before going to break was, these are just great looking balls. And Tony, right when we went to break, he has the, the, the talk back to the producer and goes, mark that. And from then on, they had that in the system. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Crazy. Crazy. Yes, the, gar- the garden hose variety. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, no, what about the Titans? Let's, get you, I'd love to get your take on the Titans this year. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, uh, defensively, they're a lot better than they were. 
a year ago, I think that's kind of what held them back. But with uh, Brown gone, and I mean, there's really no deep threat with the receivers. Derrick Henry's doing what Derrick Henry always does, is kind of carrying the football team, which is great. That's kind of how we did it when Eddie George was there. But they've got to find up, find a way. And I know with Tannehill out and, and Malik Willis in there, it's it's a little bit different. But they've got to find a way to get the ball downfield and and, and have some sense of a passing game uh, mm-hmm. away from uh, take the pressure off Derrick Henry. Otherwise, you know, you put eight, nine people in the box and dare them to throw it down the field. They're not doing a good job of it. And then you stop the run on top of that. So uh, I think, you know, defensively they're playing really good football. What they did to Kansas city to limit them and that offense to what they did last week and have a chance to win the game was was phenomenal, but uh, they, they've got to find a passing game or, or get Ryan Tannehill back uh, sooner rather than later. Have you seen the new stadium? No, I'm going to be up there. Yeah, good. No, good. I, I, I've seen renderings of it. It's unbelievable. Um, fine. It, it looks really nice and uh, hard to believe that, you know, 20, what, 26 years into uh, into the Titans organization, they, are, they already have an outdated stadium and they need something different, but uh, the people of Nashville and Jay, you know, the city of Nashville has grown so much. Mm-hmm. They have love the Predators. They love the Titans. Uh, everything about that city has just gone full bore. So, uh, you know, you, you get what you deserve. And I think the city of Nashville deserves that. Al, I was there for the uh, Tennessee-Cincinnati Bengals uh, playoff game with my son. It was amazing. McPherson hits the kick. It was unbelievable. And I'll be back up there on November 28th on Thanksgiving weekend. So if you're going to be in the Nashville area, you want to go to the game, let me know. We'll go. You got it. And I, I sent you a text after that kick, too, remember? I even congratulated you. One more time? I congratulated yes, you, you did. My... Al, he wants it you to go so you can take him behind the curtains. Cried. Go show him all the different things <laughs> behind that he can't get to. Hey, listen, Aldo Greco, you got to have Aldo Greco up there at Titans, He's man. A He's got himself a oh fan God, base now. The There's people faces wearing Aldo Greco jerseys. Yeah, good-looking ladies wearing Aldo Greco jerseys. I'm like, hello. <laughs> That's right. You still got it, man. I'm telling you. I, think, I, think, thank you, my I man. love you, brother. With you. I think have you found the only one in the crowd that day. <laughs> that's right <laughs> hey have a great weekend thanks for being with us and all congratulations right, on Sanford Good Golf and everything that's going on and tell the grandkids everybody hello alright from Matt thanks. Coulter and uh, also Lars will be back with us tomorrow Tony Curry Radio Network I'm Jay Barker thanks to all our producers have a great day we'll see you tomorrow hi this is the owner of the New Balance Birmingham store achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel and when it comes to the right shoes nothing feels better than New Balance